Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Family of God, I I really don't want to preach to you today. I just want to share my heart with you and communicate some of the things that I believe the Spirit of God has been depositing within my heart and my mind concerning the recent events, the things that are going on around the world. And first of all, I want to encourage you And I want to give you a biblical perspective. It's very important that we see things from God's point of view and not from the human standpoint. Because if we we look at these things that are going on from a human standpoint, we're going to be filled with fear and anxiety and uncertainty. But once you realize and understand what God is doing, then the peace of God will fill our hearts and minds. And as the word says, the peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's important that we change the way we see things and align our thoughts with God's thoughts with the way he sees things and the way he thinks about this whole situation. Let me begin by saying that, as you all know, we are currently living in such an unprecedented time, such as we have never experienced before. I am 68 years old. I have never seen or experienced anything like we are experiencing at this present time. The entire world is being shaken right now. Governments all over the world are not only shaken, but they are perplexed, not knowing how to curb this pandemic that is going on. And of course, the economy of the world is reeling from the impact and the fear this pandemic is spreading across the globe. Now, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not immune to this. The church herself is being shaken right now. And everything that can be shaken is being shaken. I can't help but turn to the book of Hebrews because I'm reminded of certain scriptures that are written in chapter 12, and we're going to read from verse 26 through to 28. And I want you to have a look at this from your own Bibles and read it with me together. Hebrews chapter uh, chapter 12, verse 26, 27, and 28. I will wait a few moments until you all find those verses of scripture, 
I am reading from the New King James translation. This is such a relevant portion of scripture concerning what we are experiencing at this present time. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26, 27, and 28. Yet once more, so here we go, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Now, the purpose of this shaking is for the removal, Scripture says, of those things that are man-made, things which elevate and exalt themselves above the Lord God, and that includes anything that God is not involved with so that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Now, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 6, there's a prophetic utterance there given by John the Baptist, and he says the following, Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain shall, shall be brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Notice here that Scripture is not literally talking about mountains and hills, but primarily about the pride and the arrogance of man will be brought low, he says, so that the Lord alone may be glorified. Now, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 17, confirms this. For it says, The loftiness of men shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of man shall be brought low, and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. Now, I ask the question, How will the Lord be exalted in that day? when the pride and the arrogance and the idols of man come tumbling down, how will the Lord be exalted? Well, the answer is simple. Through the salvation of many souls. Now, the things which are not shaken are primarily the people and the works which are built on the foundation of Christ, his eternal word, and his eternal purposes. Those things cannot be shaken because they are built on a secure foundation. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who built it. 
Now, if God is not involved in what we are building, our labor is in vain because at the end of the day, it will not stand the shaking. Now, let me clarify something. God is not the author or the cause of this pandemic. Let's make that clear. The scripture says that it is the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil is the destroyer. The devil is the killer and the thief. God is the blesser and the giver of life. Now, but remember, there is such a law in the scripture which is called the law of sin and righteousness. And the devil has a legal right to do what he's doing right now with this pandemic as a result of the laws of sin and righteousness. Let me explain. When humanity continues to reject the Lord, reject his laws of governance, refusing to turn from the evil of the doings, what they are actually doing are opening up doors of entrance to the destroyer. And he comes in. God cannot stop it because man has given the legal right to the destroyer to come in through unrighteousness and sin. Now, the Lord God, who is sovereign, will certainly use this situation and bring many to him in this hour. And in him, of course, they will find refuge. They will find salvation and they will find comfort. You see, God is more concerned and interested about the eternal state of our souls than he is of our temporary well-being. I perceive that through this shaking, many, many souls will turn to the Lord because they are being awakened from their spiritual slumber. Comforts, privileges of the past, they're falling away, and all of us are forced to reconsider many things which we deem precious and valuable. Now, in this hour of trial, as true believers in Christ, we need to look beyond ourselves and rise to the aid of a hurting world, primarily in prayer as well as practical servanthood. The words given to Esther by Mordecai keep ringing in my ears. They are recorded in Esther chapter 4 and verse 14. Mordecai said to Esther during that time of upheaval and terrible fear that was being spread for the nation of the Jews were about to be annihilated by their enemies. And Mordecai said to Esther, yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So I want to encourage you and exhort you to be aware and be prepared to be stirred by the Holy Spirit to act on our heavenly, on our heavenly Father's instructions, tangibly helping those in need at this time of need, which they are in the sphere of your influence. Look after your employees, encourage them, because 
as a leader, they are looking to you for encouragement, for guidance, for wisdom and direction at this time. So we ourselves need to be strong, filled with faith and courage so that we may point the way and give direction and comfort and encouragement and leadership to those within our sphere of influence, beginning with our own family. Behind the scenes, there is a conflict going on, and I believe what's taking place is that the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing forward. The kingdom of God cannot be stopped. The purposes of God cannot be stopped. And this could be the church's finest hour when we truly reflect and represent our loving Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, these are days, I believe, in which scores of people will come to repentance. I've heard a testimony by Angus Bacon on Radio Tigerberg where he was saying that in the United States, Walmart has sold out of Bibles. You cannot get a Bible in Walmart. People are rushing to obtain a Bible. And so these are days in which I believe scores of people will come to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because they have nowhere else to turn. Some will come out of desperation and they will experience the new birth and others will come through loss and suffering. So let us be ready to welcome them, ready to stand in the gap on the behalf of the land and on behalf of the people who desperately need encouragement and our comfort right now. So let me remind you once again that as citizens of the kingdom of God, because Paul says our citizenship is in heaven. We are in this world, but scripture says we are not of the world. There is a major difference. So let me remind you that as citizens of the kingdom of God, we cannot be shaken. We have nothing to fear. Therefore, scripture says, let us receive grace by which we may serve God and others acceptably with reverence and with godly fear. I also want to point you to a verse of scripture confirming what I've just shared with you that those who truly believe in the Lord will never be shaken. In Psalm 112 and verse 6, 7 and 8, we read the following. Find that in your own Bibles because you need to really dig deep into the word and throw roots into the Holy Scriptures because those are the words that will sustain you and will fill your heart with faith, resisting the temptation to fear and panic during this time. Psalm 112, verse 6, 7, and 8 says that the man who fears the Lord and greatly delights in his commandments will never be shaken. Notice those words, will never be shaken. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. There are a lot of evil tidings being spread either through the media channels or through text messages. And I want to warn you, please be careful who you listen to during this time, 
Be careful who you open up your heart to, because not everyone hears from God, even though they say they're hearing from God. Test everything you hear. If you're not sure and you're part of my spiritual family, before you distribute something, please send it to me so that I can judge and discern it. Now, let's go back to Psalms 112, says that the man who fears the Lord and greatly delights in his commandments, verse 1, will never be shaken. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. Why? Because his heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid. Notice, though, the words in verse 1 that the psalmist begins with the man who fears the Lord and greatly delights in his commandments will never be shaken. And let me make a statement here. Not every Christian who says he's a Christian fears the Lord or delights in his word. Just because a person says that he's a believer or a Christian, that does not mean he is one in substance. There are false brethren. There are those who, as the Word of God says in the book of Timothy, uh, it says they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And Paul, the apostle, writing to Timothy, his spiritual son, he warns him from such people, he says, turn away. It's important during this time to select the people we listen to, to select the people we hang around with, because they can influence us, no matter how strong you are. Now, I want, to sh- I want to share something concerning standing strong and surviving the shaking. On Friday evening, I uttered a statement at the closing of our prayer meeting, which we had online, that sounded something like this. We may not like the world we find ourselves in after the shaking. Now, I couldn't give a definite answer to what I meant by that statement because someone asked me, what do you mean, Pastor, by what you said? It just threw me off. Well, the more I meditated on it, I think I'm beginning to understand a little more concerning the statement I made. Jesus said that there would come a time when that which we spent our lives building and working towards will be tested and tried by the storms of life. He spoke of two kinds of buildings and two kinds of people. The one that Doug did and built his house on the rock and the other that was built on sand. Now listen to what he said, and turn with me, please. I know I'm giving you a lot of scripture, but it's important because sometimes we preachers take it for granted that people know what we're talking about when we quote scripture. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through to 27. The Lord Jesus is speaking here. His words are read in your Bible if you have a New King James Version. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 And 27, Jesus says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, 
I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Notice that the rain and the floods and the winds were not the cause of its destruction. It was because it was not built on the rock, on solid foundation. The question we are asking at this time, and I am asking, when the dust settles and the shaking stops that was brought about by this pandemic, who will be left standing? How many business will collapse? How many people will be left without work? How many financial institutions will be left standing? How many churches and even ministries will survive this shaking? And that is one really big question. I believe that according to the words of Jesus, that those who have dug deep and build the work and their future on hearing and obeying the words of Jesus will still be standing and even thriving when the shaking stops. Hearing the words of the Lord Jesus and doing them is what caused them to stand up to the storms of life. Their foundation was solid because it was built upon obedience to the word of God and it held under severe pressure. Now, notice that those who build upon sandy foundations, in other words, those who are just hearers of the word, but not doers, those who have built upon such foundations experience great falling, Jesus said. Not just falling, but great falling. The rock we should be building on as believers in Christ is none other than Jesus himself. The foundation we should be building upon is none other than Christ. Notice what 1 Corinthians 3.11 Paul says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You see, the Lord Jesus will never be shaken no matter what kind of storms he faces. He faced them all, and he overcame them all. By his own testimony, he said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. In the world, Jesus said, we're going to experience shaking and tribulation and storms. 
Notice that the storms of life came upon both houses. Just because you're a Christian, that doesn't mean you are immune from the storms of life. We're not immune. You need to understand that. The storms and the rain descended upon both houses. And we need to understand that. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. In him we have overcome the world. And we are in him. There is nothing this present world can throw at us which we have no victory over if we remain and abide in Christ. Abiding in Christ, having His Word abide in us, living for Him in bad times and good times, obeying His will for our lives will secure our present and our future and that of our children and of our children's children. During this shaking, I believe, God is calling us to lay low. You know, when you're flat on the ground, you, 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 if you're standing up and you're not holding to anything, you will be shaken. But when we humble ourselves and we bow low during this time, I believe that's what we should be doing and taking a closer look at our lives, taking a closer look at our work, our priorities, and where we are focusing our attention. Where are we actually investing our lives? Are we building on the rock, on hearing and obeying the word of the Lord? Have we done what he has commanded us to do? Are we pursuing the will of God? And as Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, are we seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Or are we chasing our own interests? So I believe for us, during this time of lockdown, we need to sit at the feet of the Lord and allow his presence to minister to us and hear what he has to say. Because I believe God wants to speak to every single one of his people. He says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Jesus wants you to hear his voice. There are things that he needs to bring our attention to. And as David said in Psalm 139, he said, search me, O God, and know my heart. I believe what he was saying, Lord, search me and let me know my own heart. Because many times we don't know what's going on on the inside of us. He said, try me and know my thoughts, my anxieties. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And as little Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So we need to ask the Lord to show us those things in our own lives which are displeasing to him, the things which hinder our growth in spiritual maturity. And if we remain in his presence long enough, I believe that he will speak. 
And when he does, his voice is so calming, it is so comforting and encouraging. When the Lord speaks, he never communicates fear or dread. He always communicates encouragement, faith, strength. The word says those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. This is the time where our strength needs to be renewed. And we need to be ministered to by the Lord himself directly. There are things that only God can do in your heart and in your mind. So we need to ask him. And when, when he speaks and when he shows us things, we need to respond. We need to obey. We need to confess. We need to repent and get right with God in those areas that we have been out of alignment, in those areas that we have been disobedient, in those areas where we have acted selfishly. Allow the Spirit of God to bring those things to mind so that you can confess and repent and get right with God. We need to ask Him to reveal truth to us. And truth, remember, purifies and sanctifies our soul. Peter said, obedience to the truth purifies the soul. The problem is not in our spirits, folks. The problem is in our souls. It's in our emotions. It's in the way we think. Those are the areas that need to be aligned with God's uh, restoration ability. So when he gives us truth and obey the truth, then our souls are purified. Our minds are renewed. Our emotions are healed and restored. We need to ask him to give us also the courage to face the truth and be changed by it because it takes a lot of courage to face truth. Someone said, well, truth will set you free, but first it will make you miserable. And that's so true. So let's not be like the rich young ruler who came to the lord jesus really seeking and he was genuine he was seeking truth but when jesus revealed what was in the heart of this rich young ruler and gave him some truth the bible says he turned away sorrowful and he was not willing to obey what was revealed to him you know for the last three months as you, many of you know, I have been preaching on repentance for the last three months. Wherever I have gone, even in the United States, that was the one message that I brought to God's people. Calling on the people of God to discern our present state and turn. I have often wondered many times, what will it take for the church to arise from her spiritual slumber? Well, it seems like this pandemic is bringing a mighty awakening, not only to the church, but also to the world as a whole. When we are shaken, we usually come to our senses. And that's one reason, you know, they give electric shocks to mentally disturbed people. You know why? hoping that they will bring them back to reality. The prodigal son was shaken so much so that he realized the state of his condition. And in that self-realization and self-acknowledgement, the Bible says he came to himself and decided to return home to his father.
As I've mentioned before, in closing, the Lord is far more concerned about our eternal state than our earthly temporary one. He's more concerned about where we're going to spend eternity. And so, folks, I wanted to share my heart with you. I wanted to give you some biblical perspective of what I understand uh, that what is going on right now. I believe the shaking will soon come to a halt. It will stop. And uh, there will be a lot of things that will be reevaluated. I believe thousands of people will come into the kingdom of God. And one thing is for sure that the kingdom of God will go forward. It will spread. It will be uh, influencing many people and advance. And so I'd like to leave you with these thoughts. Take the scriptures that I've given you. In your quiet time, you, you have nowhere else to go. So let's sit at the Lord's feet, meditate in his word, and allow him to break through and minister to you in those areas where you need to be ministered to. So let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, for the ministry of your word, for means which you have made available to us in which we can communicate and which we can preach and teach the Word of God. Lord, your Word declares that the Word of God cannot be bound, even though gathering in huge crowds and assemblies is no longer possible, yet we still have the Word of God being sent to us right in our very homes. And we thank you. And that is all we really need, Lord. All we need is the precious Word of God. And I pray that this word would become life and light to your people, that you will meet each one of us in the area of our need, in the area where we need to be ministered to and encouraged. Those of us who need healing in our body, I pray for divine health. Those of us who are afraid and those of us who are anxious, I pray that the word of the Lord will minister to them and deliver them out of all their fears as they turn the faces onto you, Lord. Like the psalmist said, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his fears. Thank you that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Thank you for supernatural strength. And I pray for my spiritual family, Lord, all across the globe. Psalm 91. And I declare that no evil shall befall them, neither shall any plague come nigh their dwelling. For you have given your angels charge over your people, Lord, to keep us in all of our ways. And I decree and declare that in our pathway there is life everlasting and no death. In Jesus' precious and wonderful name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.